Next uh, Sunday, we'll be doing a new series called Collide. If you can join us and be with us, I believe it's going to be a good series talking about how we, you and I, as Christians, as believers, can coexist with unbelievers and how we can go to them and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and how we can win lives over to uh, our Lord and Savior. I want at this time introduce uh, to you uh, Bill Collins is going to deliver the message and and uh, he's been helping with teaching on Wednesday nights and so uh, uh, we're I'm kind of in between. We just got back from Florida uh, um, on uh Friday, and uh, I'm telling y'all, my days are running together. I don't even know what's what. I go to camp tomorrow, so uh, so it's just kind of. And so I asked if I said, "Can you can you just preach that Sunday?" Because uh, since I'm not going to know what world I'm in, and so uh, so he agreed to do it, and so I appreciate him coming, and we're going to let him go ahead and turn it over to him and let him uh, deliver the message uh, this morning. Amen. Like this battle, he says. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just let it hang. This week I was fighting. Anybody been in a fight? I'm fighting this morning too. I don't know if you see that. It was really good when there was nobody in the auditorium. Everybody got saved. Or should I say, every chair got saved. The atmosphere was good. I had a time of speaking in tongues and praising in tongues. And and God says... This is it. So I get up this morning and there was a fight. Fight to get here, fight to... But I understand that we are more than overcomers through Christ Jesus, which strengthens us. Are you hearing me? We are overcomers. We're not going to lose this battle. We're not going to lose this fight. We're going to stand fast. Jesus is in charge. Amen. Greater is he that's in us. You need to point to yourself. Us. Come on, everybody. Young, old, in between. you got a finger point. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We are more. I like the word more, don't you? More than overcomers. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word that's going to be declared. We thank you for the thought patterns that are going to change today. We thank you for the healing that's going to be manifested today. And Father, we thank you for the growth that's happening in this church. Father, we thank you that you're in charge and we're not. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Touch somebody and say, this is going to be good. Oh, this is going to be a tough group. What are you doing? Glory to you. Please. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
Now, when I was here yesterday and the day before, and the day before that, uh, there was nobody here, and it was all good. And I realized something that the pastor does something that he didn't tell me about. When you get up here, you can't see. And then he says, well, I got a tablet. Well, I got paper. There is a difference, right? So I kept moving this black pulpit around here and there and over here, trying to get in the best position to see. And I realized there's no best position up here. And it wasn't until this morning the pastor said, oh, yeah, I've got a tablet. And, you you know, he kind of cheated. He didn't give me all the information. But it's okay, you know, it's okay. God is still in charge. Today I want to speak to you or talk to you about changing your mindset. Someone once said that a mind is a a terrible thing to lose. But in the walk with Christ Jesus, we always, always have to be in a place that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to come into our lives and change this thing between our heads. It needs to be refreshed, need to be renewed, and we need to always be learning about the things that God has in store for us. Say it, us. Now, if you're not going to help me, I'm going to keep having you help me preach this morning, okay? Say okay. Praise God. It is unnatural for the Christian not to have an appetite for the impossible. Did you hear me? It's not a natural thing for you and I to walk, not expecting, not being hungry enough for the supernatural to be taken place in our lives daily. Someone say daily. Not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday night, but daily. God says, greater things I have for you. Say it, for me. You're you're getting how this works, right? There are times you will repeat after me. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. So the more that you hear yourself say the word, the greater faith grows in you. Someone say, amen. amen. Wow, we're going to get there. A new norm. What is common today in the church is what God is doing and how he's changing Christians' way of thinking. So-called the impossible. God wants his church today to think on, dwell in, and understand that the impossible things that God has for you is operable and is for you and I. We can look back at church and we can say, this church went through this, this church went through this, the pastor went through this, we had all this. But I got to tell you, there's a new thing that God's doing. He's reviving his church. He's calling them from the north, the south, the east, the west, and he's calling them into his church. Church, God's got some good things in store for us. They're getting better at this. Praise God. Hallelujah. As I was thinking on this and dwelling and praying about this, we've had correct doctrine for years. But what we haven't had is correct practice. Did you hear me? Practice. Serving God takes practice. I'm going to have them trained before you get up here next week, okay? The will of God. 
The normal Christian life means miracles, spiritual intervention, revelation. It means peace, joy, love, a sense of well-being, and purpose. All these traits are part of the Christian life. But sometimes we don't have those peace, the joy. Anybody lost joy every once in a while? Lost peace every once in a while? Well, just listen to the news. You lose everything. But God says, I've got a plan for you, and my plan for you is that these things are operational in your life 724. Well, for them to be operational in my life, I've got to know that I am a child of God. I've got to know that the Word of God is for me. And I've been made to be an overcomer. You have been made to be an overcomer. You are not a loser. You're not an accident that happened or waiting to happen. I am more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus, which strengthened me. So if I begin to think on these things, then I begin to gain ground, and my mental thought changes, my spiritual walk changes, and my day-to-day walk changes. I don't like what I was 10 years ago, but I'm liking what I am today better. Maybe it's age thing. Could be. Could be. Okay, you will help me. I'm, I'm telling you, you will. See, written in our DNA of every believer is an appetite for the impossible that cannot be ignored, cannot be yielded to. Are you telling me that the Lord wants me to yield to the impossible? Yes. Peter just didn't walk on water by accident, did he? Jesus said, come, follow me. Get out of that boat and come. That was an impossible thing that he did. But how did he do it? How did it take place? What needed? Did he know where the rocks were? Did he know where to walk? What took place? What took place? That impossible thing happened because he obeyed the voice of God. If you and I learn what the voice of God is saying to us on a daily basis, we shall walk with signs and wonders following us wherever we may go. I like that lady. Say it again. Amen. One more time. Okay. So as I looked at this and got to thinking about it, I said, God, what's hindering the church? I want to see the blind eyes open. I want to see the cripple get out of the wheelchair. I want to see family restored and put back together. And some of you say, well, that may never happen. I'm not believing that. I'm believing that greater is he that's working in our lives than he that's out there. The word says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Say abundantly. Look at somebody else. Look at somebody and say, you need abundant life. And when I begin to confess the things of the God or the words of God, what happens or what takes place is I begin to live them. Thank you, Pastor. Did you hear me? When I begin to demonstrate or allow the Word of God to dominate my thought pattern, my daily activities, whether at work, at home, mowing the lawn, wherever it may be, I become an overcomer. Truly, greater is he that's in us. Did you hear that? In us. Not out there some 
people have the thought pattern that, well, it happens over there or it happens in another country. Happens in, why not right here? Pastor, why not? Why can't we have some miracles right here? Why can't we have some signs and wonders right here? Why can't we have people getting out of the wheelchairs right here? Why not? Are we, the church, stopping these things from happening? Maybe it's the mindset that's out there that we need to change our mindset and think on these things. Those things appear good, honest report. Philippians says, we got to change our thinking. Say it with me. Change our thinking. Our thoughts need to be raised up. Did you hear me? I want to say it one more time. Our thoughts need to be raised up. What happened to the church years ago happened. I wasn't there. I'm here right now. What's going to happen in the church now? Am I part of it? Is it the pastor's sole responsibility? Is it the worship team's responsibility? No, it's usums. Like that word? Usums. It's usums' responsibility to allow the Spirit of God to dwell in us, take over our mind, and let our thinking be changed to line up with what God says in his word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bad teaching and disappointments have robbed many people of this reality of that God wants you and I to move in the impossible. Or maybe we say it this way, the supernatural. How scary. The supernatural. That deals with ghosts and goblins and all those things. No, it doesn't. Those things aren't of God. What we walk in, what we talk in, what we deal in is a supernatural given by God Almighty. I've heard, I don't know if you've heard this before, but the will of God. Prayed for somebody the other day. This Christian. And this lady says to me, she says, by his strife we are healed. That's the word, right? Say yes. yes. Say yes again. Yes. See, the more that you hear you say these things, the more they come alive in you. The more you hear your voice say these things, the more reality sets in that they are the truth. Signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Guess what? I believe. How about you? So I walk in the supernatural. I walk in the impossibilities. I walk in what was doesn't have to stay what is today. So the will of God is for me to be blessed. The will of God is for people to be healed. The will of God is for this church to be full. The will of God for our church and our personal life and our career is available to us. Many of us treat like the will of God is unknown or unknowable. Unknown or unknowable. I don't know if that's good English or not, but it works. Someone say it works. Sincere believers might pray for days and weeks looking for sober and beat, upbeat things to happen in their lives. And they don't seem to find it. The will of God is simple and it's plain. And all we've got to do is allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. If we allow the enemy to work with us, the Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So I have to make a choice on a daily basis about what I allow this thing to think on. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. I came to this church. 
early and I was going to pray and seek God and do that stuff. And I had to call somebody in the church to give me the code to get in. And I got in and guess what I did? I called the police, didn't even know it. The alarms went off. And I'm looking around, no one told me how to turn it off. So I called and woke somebody up. Police came out and they didn't arrest me and they said, do you belong to this church? I said, yes, I do. (laughs) Who are you? I give them my name. They said, we don't know you. I said, but that's okay, God does. The policeman laughed a little bit and he says, okay, let me write your name down. He says, I said, is the pastor going to get a ticket? He said, no, this is just a warning. And I I thought about this just a minute. You know what? The enemy was trying his best to delay, turn, change what was going to be happening today by a simple step of alarms and bells and whistles. And I've done this twice in the last few weeks, so I'm really pretty good at setting off the alarms. So there's only one person I had a phone number that I knew was answering. He answered it, and we got it shut off. But it leads me to the place that, that I, I, I need to get to you. I get, give it to you. God is greater than any issue in your life. God is greater than any problem in your life. God is greater than any disease in your life. He's the healer. He's the great physician. And he's my father. Are you hearing me? I belong to his kingdom. Amen. I'm royalty. I'm a chosen generation. I'm peculiar. But that's... I'm going this side of the church. They're easy to preach to. So... If I'm all those, then there is not a battle that comes knocking at my door that I can't win. But I have to make this mind understand that I am an overcomer. I have to have this mind renewed, refreshed, strengthened. And not just when I got saved. When you got saved, you you repented of your sins, you invited Jesus into your life, and he came in. Well, do I need to keep on getting saved? Maybe some people do. Did I say that? But the reality is, is that God has a plan for you and I. And we're not second-class citizens. We are royalty. And because we're royalty, we need to act like it, talk like it, and think like it. Amen? We've got to close all the doors so that the enemy can't get in to corrupt you, to corrupt us. Say it with me. I'm an overcomer. Through Christ Jesus. Now look at somebody else and tell them they are. Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the tenth verse. We got it up there? I don't know. I, I made some handouts. Matthew, is it up there? How many, how many knows the Lord's Prayer? Five, six, seven people. Eight, nine, ten. We're growing. Woo! So, and, and looking at that, I used to have it in my Bible somewhere. But as I look at this Lord's Prayer and I, and I begin to say it, I begin to realize we're, we're praying that the kingdom of God will be realized right here. 
That's what the Lord's Prayer is all about. Thy kingdom come, will be done right here. Say it, right here. Not, not out there where I'm not at, but right here. I have to make myself available for the kingdom of God to operate right here, right where I'm at. And when I do that, I do that by my speech. Call those things which are not as if they are. What are you saying? I'm saying God's word says by his stripes I'm healed. I'm healed. God says I'm a more than an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. This is not Bill just saying this. This is the word of God saying it. And Bill's in agreement with the word. And when I come in agreement with the word, guess what? I, it begins to manifest in my life. I can't tell you how good mom and dad was. I can't tell you. I don't know how good your mom and dad was or is or are. But what I do know, our Heavenly Father is a good father. And he's got good gifts for his children. His children is usums. We all. We are his children. And he wants to give you good gifts. He wants to give you a peace that passes all understanding. Has the last year been in turmoil? COVID-19? <laughs> the wicked witch of the north? Is that north or east or west? Wherever it came from. That way. That way. Okay. Anyway, it wasn't a God thing. Is God bigger than COVID-19? Say amen. By his stripes am I healed? Say amen. In other words, you become in agreement with what you declare, not only with your voice, but with your actions. So the will of God is that you have life and have it more abundantly. The will of God is that you be an overcomer. How do I be an overcomer? I came from the wrong side of the tracks. I never knew what side of tracks that was. But the old saying is, I came from the wrong side of the tracks. Maybe I did, but I came from there. I'm not there no more. Are, Are you hearing me? Yeah, I'm lacking this and lacking that. But God is more than enough for everything in my life. He's more than enough for everything in your life. He built you to be progressing in the kingdom of God. And an upward motion, not a down. Well, my mom used to do this, my dad, I don't care. My question to you, what are you doing as a child of God now? How are you handling life? Good? Bad? Are you guessing? Are you living a substandard life? Because that's not what the word of God tells me we have. He said, I come that you have life and have it more, what? Abundantly. I'm hurrying, church, I really am. God has not kept his, his desire secret to us. He wants the reality of heaven to invade this rebel, torn up world to transform it to bring it under his headship. Did you hear me? And you know who he's going to use? Us, you and I. He wants us to be free. See, in heaven, and I'm going to say heaven, then I'm going to jump back to earth. Peace, joy, wisdom, health, wholesomeness, and all these good promises are in the Bible that should be free to operate as they are in heaven, as they are right here on earth. Did you catch that? Nothing, none of those gifts will operate unless you apply them 
to the practicality of life. You got to use them. You got to use the gifts. You got to tell the enemy he has no place here. You got to raise up a standard against him. Don't lay down and die. Makes me so mad uh, hearing about Christians that served God for so many years, and all of a sudden they just lay down and die. What happened? Their mind has not been continually being renewed. The Bible says old things pass away and all things come new. I don't know about you, but I like new stuff. I like new, I like new stuff so much I bought my wife a new car a few weeks ago. Of course, I'm paying for it, but she's still got a new car. Did I get a new truck? No. Did you look at my truck out there? If the Lord talks to you about getting a truck, I'd take any model. More than an overcomer. What is not free to operate in heaven? Sickness is not free to operate in heaven. Disease is not free to operate in heaven. Spiritual bondage is not free to operate in heaven. Sin is not free to operate in heaven. It should not be free to operate here. not be free to operate here. They should not have their free to run about and do all kinds of damage and harm to people. Because we are that chosen generation. And God called us for a time just like this. You know, you see the White House doing crazy stuff? That doesn't mean we, the church, have to do crazy stuff. But it does mean we have to raise up some type of resistance through our prayer. How many prays once a week? Okay. Are you taking notes here? How many prays twice a week? Okay. Three times a week? Do I hear four? Sound like an auctioneer. Five? Six? Seven? In other words... We are, can be called safely this morning a people of prayer. Say it with me. I am a people of prayer. I guess I should have said a person of prayer, huh? But we need to realize that because we are what we are, God has great things in store for us. I, I've learned something about being getting older. I know I look 21. Don't say nothing. But... That was my niece. Well, learning doesn't stop because of age. You used to talk about gray hair and how gray hair made you smarter or something like that. I've seen a lot of goats they are not very smart and they got gray hair. So I need to understand that, yeah, age is there. But the requirement is still there too. Church, we're called to come out and among them. We're called to be overcomers. We're called to have our mind renewed regularly. Say it all the time. All the time. Okay, I, I, I hate that clock up there. Proving God's will. Somebody, 
We need to go to Romans 12 too, please. Have you ever thought about what your job on earth is? Have you? What's your job on earth? I just pick on people. Are, are you thinking and you can say something? What? Praise God. Okay. Pastor, what's your job on earth? Okay. Anybody else want to talk? What's your job on earth? I think you said something. Say it one more time. Worship God and love people. Which is the hardest? I guess you kind of walked into that one, didn't you? Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 12, 2. Do not change yourself to be like people of this world, but be changed by, the renew- by a new way of thinking. A renewed mind, some of the translation says. Then you'll be able to decide what God wants for you. You'll know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. By getting the thinking working between our ears, we become valuable. Hear me. Let me change that. More valuable to the kingdom of God. Because we're hearing what he says through the spirit and we're obeying what he says. Amen? Amen? We're going to do this all day. Amen? amen. And amen, just be so, so be it. You're in agreement. Something is being declared, and you're in agreement with what's being declared. In other words, you're receiving the information, and that information is there to help you. Every time the pastor preaches, he preaches to help you and I. He did that really good, didn't he? He was that. But every time, it's not for himself. Though, whenever you preach, you study, you pray, and you, 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 you grow something in you. What he does, he gives that out to us so that we may be more than overcomers. How many of you, let me ask you this. How many of you, after you go home Sunday, don't remember the message anymore? Okay. Why? Why don't we remember? He worked hard. It has been said to put a message together for Sunday morning, an average study time is anywhere from 12 to 18 hours. So for him to give a message on Sunday morning, he's done some time, some prayer time, some worship time to even get up here. It's not public speaking 101. But it's literally moving into a place that you want to hear what God wants to tell us. There was another half of an amen. Okay, we're getting there. To prove the will of God to the overwhelming enemy works through you, that works through you. You're not just the people who believe the right things about God. You're people who puts the will of God on display. Did you hear that say it? On display. Me being a child of God 
puts a requirement. Did you like that word? Puts a requirement that I display the working of God in my life. You know what gets people saved? You know what is, is the move of the Holy Spirit. But also, people are watching you and I. People are checking us out. Family members checking us out. How we talk. So at some point in our lives, we need to be keep moving into a place of being renewed in our, man, in our mind. So what we say, what we think, and what we do corresponds with what the Word of God says. That was a good one. Our primary mission is God's first. Paul wrote this. You were once slaves to disobedience, but now you're slave to obedience of God. That's so cool when you think about it. As I looked and started working on this, our mission can never be about what we can do for God. It can't be about what we can do for God. It's what God does through us. That's cool. Because that changes things. It's not what I do for God. It's not about the electrical work or the other work that we do at the church, the flooring, and all that stuff is great, and all that stuff is good. Worship team, it's great. You come, you practice, you work, and you, you, you lift us up. But it's what God can do through us in those times that we're ministering or the times that we're reaching out. And God wants to use you. I'm going to tell this story. I don't know if I've told it before, but it seems like it fits. I, I was an electrician by trade and went to work at the whiskey plant, Harlem Walker. I don't want to hear no amens. Okay? And there's a big tunnel out there that goes from one building to the other building. And they put me in with what they call a tool buddy. That means we work side by side. Well, I took this job, first day, put me with this tool buddy. We're in this tunnel, and we're making up boxes and doing electrical stuff. Well, this guy that there, he was a Pentecostal pastor for 18 years. And he backslid. You know what that means? You walk away from God. He said, God, no more. We sat side by side for three weeks. And you know what I did? I preached eight hours a day. And the whiskey makers paid me to do it. Dummies. Just flat dab dumb. So we're in there and we're making up boxes and putting wires together side by side. And we'd move down the line, make up some more. So I said to him, why did you stop serving God? You know what he said to me? He said, because the last church I pastored, they were mean. Let me understand this. You pastored for several years, that same church, and they were still mean. You should have been fired. He said, why? Because apparently you didn't give them wor- the words they needed to be healed and strengthened and renewed and refreshed in their mind and in their lives. Well, I, I never thought of that. You mean that was my responsibility? Uh-huh. Say it with me. Uh-huh. 
So in, in reality, this preacher had went years and years without God in his life. You know what we did? <laughs> we had a prayer meeting in that tunnel at the whiskey plant out here. I led the man back to the Lord Jesus Christ in that tunnel. He called, the next day he comes in, he says, this is Friday night, I want you to meet with my family. I said, what are we going to meet with? He said, I want you and I meet, and I want you to tell them the same thing you told me. Eighteen family members met the next night, and God got saved. Is it a big thing for me? No. But God put me in that place. Do you know I left that job a week later? And I said, God, the pay was good. The work was easy. What a, you know what God said to me? He says, I got other places for you to be. I got other preachers for you to meet. I got other people for you to lead to the Lord. Okay, God, I'm not mad no more. Are you listening to me? The steps of the righteous are what? Ordered of who? Of God. Your steps are ordered. So your responsibility, my responsibility, our responsibility is to get to stepping. Our job is to go where God says go. Do what God says do. I can tell you stories after stories where I went to a job maybe for a day, a day and a half, and met somebody there and led them to the Lord and left. He said, what that's all about? I said, following the steps of God. Doing what he said to do. The money, was it important? The job, yeah, was it important? Was I trying to rob the owner of that company? Not at all. I was in obedience to God Almighty. You get in obedience to God Almighty, and you will see lives change before your eyes. You will see your thought pattern change. Your talking will change. Your actions will change. But you have to allow the will of God or that renewed mind to take place. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor. I'll amen you next time you preach. When the Bible talks about renewing the mind, is constantly doing the kingdom work from the reality of God's perspective. The battle's in the mind. So if we don't realize that, understand that, we're always undernourished, puny, puny in the things of God. If this thing is not lining up with this thing, then this thing up here can't grow. Why did people get mad and leave the church? Poor preaching? Could be. Poor music? Could be. Could it be that they don't want to serve God no longer? Could be. We don't know what affects different people different things. Maybe they don't like purple chairs. Maybe they don't like the tall ceiling. That's not the issue. The issue is our job is to call them in. Our job is to nurture them. Our job is to encourage them. Our job is to love them. No ifs, no buts, but, but, but I'm not a good lover. Really? You have the king of kings, the one that loved the world, the one that gave his life the one that went to the grave, the one that come out of the grave so that you can have that abundant life. 
The will of God is for you and I to be a living epistles of the Word of God. You see me? I look kind of like God, don't I? There should be an amen right about here. Oh, you thought God was taller. So if I understand it right, the will of God is for me to be an example of the kingdom of God and do what the kingdom of God should be doing. I, I, I realize why people leave churches because not so much the bad preaching, but there is bad preaching from time to time. And I'm not going to ask you to give me a report on this either. But it could be bad saying. There could be a lot of things. But the reality is people are not following the will of God. They're following their own will. And when you follow your own will, you're in trouble. I wanted, who was it? Fink said I did it my way. Do you think he's in heaven or hell right now? It's not our choice to say. But we can't do it our way unless our way lines up with the word of God's way. Worship team, would you come up here, please? I've got seven pages of notes here. And I haven't got off the first page yet. I, several years ago, I met a young man who was a graduate from Yale University. Came to my church in Santa Cruz, California. And he educated me on Yale and Harvard. Do you know that those colleges were started with Christians? They were Christian colleges. And this young man that came to the church... He went to Yale, got a degree, got a doctorate degree and all that stuff. He was living in a 10 foot by 6 foot. Okay, I'll start or stop. Did you tell him to do that? There's times you don't listen to the pastor, right? So this man, his name is Robert. And Robert told me, he says... The university used to be a God-centered university. Both of these did. And somewhere down the road, they lost it. They lost the fact that they're no longer God-centered. And he says, when it did, it affected me, and I had a nervous breakdown. Wow. Never heard anybody go into a college with that effect. So he came to our church, and when the worship team was playing... He would stop, start skipping around the back of the church. Now, he was 43 years old, something like that. He was skipping back and forth. And the first time I saw it, I says, what's he doing? Was he in the spirit? What was causing this man to skip? So, my wife went up to him in one of his skipping episodes and she says, Robert, if you skip one more time around this church, I'll call my husband and he's going to bring you up and pray for you. You know what Robert said? Tears running down his eyes. Crying. He said, 
Would he do it? She said, yes, he will. Right now, he said? She said, right now. We brought Robert up front and we prayed for him. Now hear me, church. It wasn't a two and a half minute prayer. It was a 30 minute prayer out of the line of the church service. There were seven demons in him. We counted them as they began to exit him. Most of them came from his activities at Yale University. Now, what happened to Robert? Robert got healed, Robert got delivered, and Robert stopped skipping. Somebody took time to say, stop, devil. You can't have this man. Stop, devil. You can't have this church. Stop, devil. You can't have this city. You can't have this state. You can't have the United States. You can't have it. They don't belong to you. It belongs to God. But if you and I are not standing up, allowing the will of God to manifest, and the enemy is going to run rapid and do what he can do to stop and kill the church. That's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. Paul put it this way. Be refreshed, be renewed by the renewing of your mind. Church, I believe, is a continual process. Continual process. It just don't go away. It comes, it comes, and you keep allowing the renewing of the mind. I refuse to allow the enemy to say, you're old, you're not worth anything. Because God says, I'm worth something. Sis, you're worth something. You're valuable in the kingdom of God. You are priceless. Because the Son of God paid a price that you can have life and have it so abundantly. And we're so glad you're here at this church. We are glad that you're here. You're special to the kingdom of God. Oh, don't think you're going to get away from it. You're special. It's not just about the kids, but about your faithfulness. And when I call your husband, you give me the right answers. So if that's what God wants to do, we let him do it. And, you know, I don't know if I only know this guy a few short months. But you know what? He's hooked on. He's hooked on allowing the will of God to manifest and do. He is allowing, he's allowing the spirit of God to take over. And I, I told him last week, I sent him a message. I said he preached better last week than he did ever since I've been here. I'll say it again. He preached better last week than he did since I've been here. Okay, everybody said, like I said, amen. Why did he preach better last week? Because I was at a place that I needed to hear that particular word of God, and therefore it put it high on my list. Next week I may not need that part of the word of God, but three weeks down the road I may need him to come back with something to build me back up. That's our job, church. That's what we're all about. We don't throw them out because of what they did last year, what they did 10 years ago, but we undergird them. We stand with them. We hold them up. We, we, we tell them they're blessed. Tell them we're glad you're here. Traveled a long ways. That guy up there traveled from Muskogee to hear me. He probably won't come back to hear me again. What do you think? No? He will? Okay. Guess what, brother? You're hooked. So if I'm more than an overcomer, 
how do I stay in that position? How do I stay in the position to be an overcomer? 724. I didn't hear you. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word or seek the word. Or speak the word. And that will do what? It gets in your soul and renews your mind. Are you hearing me? In other words, the way that I renew my mind and my thought pattern is by speaking the word and declaring the word. At home, really driving the car, you need to speak a lot of the word sometimes. Have you noticed all these Texans moving into our state? You know how Texans drive the I know that because you go for a ride with Bill. He's from Texas. Man, that guy drives. You think I'm kidding you? He bought a new truck four or five months ago. It's got 30,000 on it. 30,000 miles. He's been driving. Well, that's the way the kingdom of God is. God wants to drive us to be more than we could ever think we could be. Direct us to be more than we can. One of the joys of serving God is leading people to heaven and, and lead them out of hell. Did you hear me? There's nothing more satisfying than to be able to lead somebody to the kingdom of God. Because you may be affecting generation after generation after generation by doing that. You're changing the environment by leading somebody to Jesus that the devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. So the will of God is this. Renew your mind daily. How do you do it? She said, read the word of God. Is she right? There's another step. Pray. Invite the Holy Spirit to take over you. Consume you. Consume you with your hearing, your seeing, your tasting, all the senses, all five of them. But more than that, taking this mind and renewing and refresh. Things that I used to think about, I don't think about anymore. Because I keep in the avenue or on the highway or the freeway or whatever you want to call it to be in a place that I can allow the Holy Spirit to renew my thinking. Stinking thinking puts you in hell. Stinking thinking will put you in sickness. Stinking thinking will destroy your family. So if the word of God is true, and it is, and it is, and it is, yes it is, it is true, then I need more of the word, more of the prayer, more of the time for God, so that my life can be what God wants it to be. I think at the Wednesday night service, and by the way, if you haven't been coming to Wednesday night, you're missing it. Because there's some prophetic words coming forth. God's speaking into people's lives. And we're seeing miracles take place on Wednesday night here. Aren't we? We're seeing God move. You say, Wednesday night church? I know. But after all, on Wednesday you do eat food, right? Then maybe you need to eat the presence of the Lord on Wednesday night. Let me do it this way. I need somebody. Sheila, come here. Come here. She'll never come back in because I'm doing this to her. Hurry up. We got the other things. Don't wait. Don't wait. 
See, Wednesday night is like this. I'm here. Now she's here. Hold your arm up. I'm holding her arm up. Are you hearing me? In other words, I'm giving her physical, spiritual help, insight that she needs. Okay. Now hold the other arm up. See, this one comes up pretty good. This one here is a little slow. What I'm telling you is, we need one another, Pastor. We need one another. We need one another because we're in a battle. And the enemy is trying to destroy churches. Government is trying to destroy churches. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you and I don't raise up a standard, who is? I guess I should do something now. Who's in agreement with me that the fact that you need your room... Your mind renewed. If you don't raise your hand, I'm going to look right at you. One more time, hands. You need your mind renewed. You need your mind renewed. And I'm going to add this word to what you got your hands up continually. It's just not at the time of salvation. It's continually. Because battles differ. And you need other resources to, to grab hold of. Some of the resources you needed is right here. Some of the resource you need is this sister right here. Some of the resource you need is this couple right here. You didn't know I was going to pick on you, did you? You'll not ask ahead of time who's going to preach, huh? I'm not going to tell you. So, it's better for me, if I understand the will of God of working in my life, it's better for me... For me to be sound around children of God that loves me no matter who I am or what I've done or what I've said or what I look like. It's better for me if I receive instruction from a godly person instead of that from the TV. Has TV got better or got worse? Worse. He's trying to infiltrate the enemy to destroy those that raised your hand said you need to renew mind. Would you stand, please? Glory to God. Glory to God. Those that got filled with the Holy Spirit and has got that heavenly language, would you, just, will you pray in tongues just for a minute or two? Mighty God, we praise you. We worship you. Father, we got a body of believers here that wants their mind renewed and refreshed. We say, Spirit of God, you're welcome here in this place. You're welcome in our life. And we got we ask you, God, change our thinking. Upgrade us to a faster speed, for a deeper speed, a controlled speed. Father, we need revelation from you. Father, we need more of you in our lives. So, Father, with the, these people that raise their hand, these people are standing, I release a renewed mindset, a renewed desire for a mindset to take place in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I'm saying that old things pass away and all things become new. Father, I'm asking you to touch this congregation. 
Wake them up in the middle of the night. Wake them up. Show them, Bob. Speak to them. Holy Spirit, you are released to manifest great things in their life. We walk in the impossibilities. No longer are we going to be beat down. No longer are we going to give up. But we're going forth in the mighty name and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Father, bless this congregation. Bless them. Raise them up, Father. Let us have more of desire to have a renewed mind in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Never stop. Never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, touching every heart, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, healing every heart, I worship you. I worship you, you are way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, you are way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. God's good, amen? You can be seated for just a moment. This is a special Sunday. We want to honor our graduates, and uh, we have a, a couple of uh, high school graduates. And can, can we just agree that that is a great accomplishment, amen? It's when we go through and, and complete all that they complete and all that we do to, to get that diploma at the end of the year and to that is a great accomplishment and then they go on to their future endeavors and we have uh, two uh, uh, graduates that have been a part of our church for a while 
And so I want to honor those this morning. I want to ask Michaela if she would come up. And uh, she has a um, Arkansas Scholars Honors Aspiration in, in Computing Award. Uh, her plans are to go to U, UAFS to major in computer graphics technology in the Arca. You can just stand in there if you want. The architectural field and to further her knowledge of architecture at the U of A. Uh, and she went to Southside High School. And uh, she was in choir, and she's also uh, won, she's also competed in uh, fine arts through uh, our church. Uh, we we have a uh, our district does fine arts, and and she has competed uh, three years, I think three or four years. And so, Michaela, we want to say thank you. And then also our other is uh, um, Tyler Lewis, and uh, he has. I would name all these, but uh, I, I, I will. He, he's he's been in uh, music uh, for throughout his uh, uh, high school career and had several honors. Uh, you've you've done several things like uh, all state and and all these and different awards. Uh, he is attending uh, Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee. You're sporting it, man. I like it, and. Uh, in music with a minor in game development, and he'll be performing as a part of piano trio uh, called Novella. Did I say that right? And then uh, he wants to write music for the film and game industry after graduation. So one day we may hear your compositions on video games. That's so cool. Uh, there you go, sir. And so Tyler, and so the, he went to Southside High School as well. And uh, I just want to, I just, I want to thank these two. Uh, it's so neat for me being able to see them grow up in our uh, in our, both our kids program and our youth program. And so, uh, if you could uh, just give them a round of applause, and uh, but we honor you guys today, and we're so proud of you. And uh, thank you all for being here this morning, so that we can honor. Oh, she said Kelly says we got to come together. Y'all come closer, and we'll smile. There we got it. Thank y'all very much. Can I do something real quick? And I, I haven't told them I was going to do this, but can can is it okay? Can y'all guys come and stand here, Chris? Yeah, and Brandy, and guys. Uh, I don't know if this may be their last service with us. They're getting ready to move to Nashville, and so we want to we want to pray over them, and we want to send them out. They've been a part of our family here, our church family. And so can I ask uh, my uh, deacons or my, my leadership team to come and lay hands on them? Bill, would you come? And let's just, we want to pray for them and pray that God will send them out and that he will provide, uh, you know, opportunities to minister in, 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 a, in a new area, new town, uh, a new church, and pray that they will be able to find uh, uh, the, the, whatever they need to help them become uh, all that God wants them to be. Can, can you stretch forth your hands and let's just pray and send them out this morning. God, we just come to you right now. We pray for this family that you've allowed to be a part of our family for many years. And God, I just pray that you would just touch them, that you would guide them, that you would direct them as they go forth and to do the work that you want them to do. God, I pray that they would find new opportunities 
find places that they can become who you've called them to be, God, that you will raise them up, God, to be the, the family that you want them to be, that they would be united together, God, to go and to make a difference in the community that they will, that they will be in, God, that they can serve. Help them to find a church, that you would lead them to a church, God, that they can be a part of and they can work amongst them. And, God, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory for what you're doing and we just pray that you would bless this family. We ask these things in Jesus' name mighty name and we give you all the glory amen and amen hallelujah hallelujah y'all have a wonderful evening our ushers will be at the back if you have your tithes and offerings can we pray over the offering real quick lord i pray for this offering that you bless every person that gives and we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory and we ask you would do a wonderful work help us to be the church you've called us to be we give you glory in jesus mighty name amen and amen I'm trading my soul